Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please don't turn that dial. The following audio drama is rated PG 13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Well, what do you do when the love of your life presents you with a choice? Think you know your sweetheart well, but there's another voice. Bright white light appears from hell and asks you to decide. If confusion doesn't break your heart, your love can't be denied. Fortune teller didn't have the answers to survive. A stranger with a fancy to dad didn't let us all take five. But the darker half of my better half is the one now in my bed. So I better count my blessings and hope that she's not dead. All I want was a peaceful life, someone I could call my wife. Now my soul is shaken by the twist of the cosmic knife. I don't know what to do right now, she may be mine or yours. But now I'll cleave to what I have and the Nope. It's still not right. What? I mean, it's close. Convincing enough for those who don't know her, but why is the logarithm angsty? The twist of the cosmic knife. I believe Miss Trower used the phrase twist of the knife in a February 3rd, 2020 text to her agent. Jeff, you have the memory of a sex-starved elephant just after he's finished his breakfast. I must quibble with your metaphor, Mutt. For one thing, I have no feelings whatsoever for Miss Trower. I am confidently asexual. Second, elephants eat grass, twigs, tree bark, and roots. And while, yes, it's true, I'm a vegetarian, I'd like to think that my diet was somewhat more adventurous. Besides, my memory could be wrong. Your memory fallible? It rarely is, Jeff. Do we have to revisit your five-night winning streak on Jeopardy again? Please, those were different days. Uh, not without their flaws. Better than today. Even though people got worked up over much less. Let's not be nostalgic, Jeff. Hey, you're the one pressing me to look back here. I still have nightmares about Alex Trebek's mustache. I'm only trying to soothe your fragile ego. It's difficult enough contending with all the theocratic forces howling outside. And revolutionaries! Look, despite all recent developments, my ego is doing quite well, Mutt. At present, it is just south of Napoleonic, and just north of crippling anxieties unpacked before a patient therapist. That is indeed a healthy place to adjust one's sense of self. But it is a bit unbecoming for a Harvard man. Tut-tut, Jeff. We've strayed from our seminal question. How did the algorithm add cosmic to Twist of the Knife? I don't get it. Ah, it came straight from a close source, my dear man. Look, the input criteria, or rather the engine that scrapes the heightened language, was programmed by Miss Needham. The irony is not lost on me, Jeff. You're saying the algorithm accurately reflects everything that Miss Needham is likely to hear from her wife? The songs do reflect Maya Trower's essence, yes? No, the AI isn't good enough. Cosmic knife? Have you been packing too many custom subroutines into your code? And isn't a cosmic knife one of the weapons from Fallout? Miss Trower is a reader, not a gamer. A translator. We are translating ourselves. We're using the right data sets, aren't we? Yes, but keep in mind that our happily married couple never logged onto Bonfire other than for testing purposes. The data sets work. Yes. One would hope that data arrays collected for a dating app algorithm could be used to recreate any user convincingly. But we still get occasional statements like, the stranger with the fancy doodad. Come on, this is an accomplished German translator, not some Midwestern hick. 
You are more hopped up on our Harvard pedigree than a socialite looking for an ideal husband. I will not stand for bi-coastal elitism, Mutt. I'm from Urbana, Illinois. Come on! The little cornball never hurt anyone. That's because you grew up running around cornfields. Think of the earnest sentiment of fancy doodad as a bit of horseradish poured onto a sirloin steak. Grows hair on your chest. Adds a little step in your stride. Gives you the courage to peer around corners. Besides, you know these Type 4 models will never be 100%. But Jan insists on accuracy. She insisted on self-awareness. That's the only way we'll get through to the population. Through a married couple, now nearly persecuted under federal law, Mutt. The Trower Needhams have immunity. They don't need to register. They could be persecuted tomorrow. Have you ever heard of Magnus Hirschfeld? Look, we may be living in a historical reenactment of the Weimar Republic's decline, but the model we're making needs to be convincing, Jeff. Believable. None of that uncanny valley shit. Hence the cosmic knife. The stranger with the fancy doodad is a red flag for anyone who knows Maya Trower. Does anyone really know anyone anymore? You've seen the dossier and the surveillance highlights. Maybe you've been spending too much time looking at Miss Trower's highlights. She is rocking it with that sun-kissed look. She's a married woman, Mutt, and she'll never be interested in you. Maybe you should join one of the asexual tribes. I know a good neuter guy. How's it coming along, boys? Quite well. Actually? Yes. Well, I was just telling Jeff. We have a problem. Why, no. Not at all. There shouldn't be. You know that the two models need to be completed before the end of the month. But that's impossible! When Steve Jobs needed Gorilla Glass to make the first iPhones, he got it within six months. Are you telling me that you two aren't team players? Miss Wilson, we are doing... Everything we can to deliver, but uh, there are certain mathematical limits. You're asking us to completely overhaul the Malievan calculus. All the stochastic variables. The probability has to be convincing. We can't just release an AI that smiles and nods, you know? Listen to me, you big bright boys. You can cock up your Clarkacone and get limp about your score hard integrals, but that's why we have live go-go dancers and anything else you need on call yet apotheosis. Uh, actually, I don't need the go-go dancers. He's confidently asexual. I don't care. How many perks are enough for you, gents? I need real men with nimble brains and real pairs who can make these models by the end of the month. We've no time to spare. You may have noticed that the world moves a lot faster these days. But what if we can't make the deadline? You know the unemployment numbers. Do you want to be reassigned? By you? Not by me. You both know that I can protect you only so much before the feds dip their grubby little hands into our operation. That's one of the reasons why we have the accelerated timetable. You also know, even though you're still here, that you're quite expendable. I've got plenty of starving young MIT grads who will take your jobs in a New York minute. Do we understand each other? Why do you need the models so fast? That's my business, not yours. And if you pry further into my affairs, I'll be more than happy to replace you with two Cambridge brainiacs who won't ask so many questions. Chop chop, fine young gents, our brave new world awaits your latest innovations. Yes, I'm on my way. This alliance between our nations. My man! Uh, Donald, I hope. Godfrey, maybe? No! Godfrey's not here. Michaela, have you even seen Godfrey? President Trump triumphantly addressed the Korean National Assembly this afternoon. It's the same every day. plans to offer humanitarian aid to the beleaguered Northern Territory. Propaganda. You don't want to mention that word. 
the reunified Korean Republic has received help from Germany, France, Australia, She's coming. Spain, and Poland. Hello, fellas. Where's Preston, do you know? Who? Velt. Mean Velt. Sturgis? Preston, I thought he was in Paris. He's not. Who's in there? Pepe Le Pew. Not the man you're looking for. Just a stinky. Quiet, I'm trying to watch. New celebrity suicide. The last 22 senators of the Democratic minority announced their collective resignation today. Tragic, of course, worthy of our thoughts and prayers. But alas, the kids in question are not celebrities. Three of them will be committing suicide before a live Can you boys politicians celebrities? Who are we looking for against Sturgis? Felt. That's you, not you, Preston. Did he come up the special shoot? Oh, I like the special shoot. It makes a pleasing let's just say that you won't be feeling the burn ever again. despite the snakish charms? Skunkish charms. Yes, get the animal right. Been very good with ladder. It's Velt. Velt? I need him. Quiet, Wakava. Wakava, always a man with questions. Sturgis, riddle me this. What would a psychologist want with a nursery? A nursery? Why don't you go look for Godfrey? Ted Sarvis, an unhinged, I believe it's Velt we're looking for. He's the man. What? Godfrey. No, Velt. In the massacre that left nine well, I don't know, Preston. We are the budding parents here, aren't we? Or maybe Mutt and Jeff are. Isn't this that right, Jan? What? Don't? Are you serious? Lane's the father. And you're the mother, Preston. No, Janice! I am. Come on, Sturgis, haven't you heard of the Happy Life Home? Yes, that's it, Preston. Maybe that's where you'll find the vote. Neither is Trump. Godfrey! Not the Bradbury sword. Velt, the man. You know him. I need him. I need Velt. And Lakava? Enough. Sorry. Your brain sometimes excites me. Quiet. I'm trying to watch. Being a good citizen? You won't find me. A difficult man to pin down, Preston. He's not a voodoo doll, Sturgis. For goodness sake, be careful with your metaphors. He plays by his own rules. That's how we get ahead in this cruel world. Mavericks. Are we allowed those anymore? Quiet. Basketball, not football. Ooh, that's a shoot. Is that him? Yes, Preston, that's how we'll survive. Velt! Velt? Velt. Lame Velt. That's me. He has a first name. Do we? No. I requested you an hour ago. Well, I'm right here now, Dollface. Can you say Dollface these days? I think you can. That's the problem. You just arrived. Well, to address your hired Greek chorus, yes, I can say any damn thing I want to. And yes, I only just returned from JFK in the private shuttle. Didn't you hear the big shloop? I heard the big shloop. You always hear the big shloop. You have to confess, it's pretty difficult not to hear the big shloop. Quiet, Preston. Lynn, how nice of you to show up. Back from Paris, I see. Why, yes. I arrived an hour ago. It wasn't easy. Protesters at the airport, protesters outside the building. Our building? Yes. They seem to be everywhere these days. If we didn't have the newscast and the insulated walls, we'd be hearing them right now. Quite so. Are Mutt and Jeff making progress? Are you calling us? No. You're out here. You're not Mutt and Jeff. You can't be Mutt and Jeff. Oh, come on. You're Preston and Sturgis. You're LaCava and Hawks. No need to get surly about it. There and there. They've earned the right to be called by their first names. You have surnames for now. Surely you don't mean... Surely? Good, sir. Can you persuade her? Uh, your rips on sir. Surely? Is that you, girl? 
As I was trying to say, your riffs on Sir aren't going to impress me or her, fellas. Speak for yourself. They're amusingly. Keeps an element of hope purring in grim times. Shirley? No, Jack. Quietly. Let's see how this plays out. Surly? Surely, Sturgis. I thought you had big ears. He's not exactly an elephant. Hogs, are you going to be sour about it? Sturgis, do you have any problem when I call you Strugis? Why, no, Preston. That wouldn't be especially patriotic. We save such social rights for the speakeasy. What's a speakeasy? Would I be able to hear banter in a speakeasy, Preston? Why, yes. Even though the soft whispers there are far from modest. I still don't know what a speakeasy is. Maybe you should read up on 1920s history while we still have access to books. Who's quibbling with patriotism? They are. Well, well, they seem Who? to be having a fun time. Do you feel debased? Why, no. You called me all the way here from Paris, Dolphins, to participate in this Brechtian silliness? Are we going to talk? Were you doing anything important? In Paris? No. Yeah. Not really. But if you want to lay down an action plan or tell me what you need, I think it would be best if it was away from all this chatter. We need these men to remind us why we're still alive. All this hired talk ain't cheap. Are you footing the bill? I'm not doing anything important. Are you, Scrooges? Why, no, Preston. I don't think the lady was talking to you. I think he's right. It's me she wants. Gung-ho developers. They think they're bigger than us. Maybe they are. Well, that's too bad. We have a lot to contribute. Don't we, Preston? I came all the way from Paris for this. No, let's go to my office. Whatever you say, Dollface. And don't call me Dollface. The new New World Order. Wait, what was the New World Order before this one? Oh, you know, there's always some fresh World Order budding on the horizon for attention. You know how World Orders are these days. I want you to go ahead and take that American flag and wrap it around you as if it is your mother's flag. New? Are they us? Are they mad at each other, Preston? Why, yes. no, Sturgis. It's what's known as professional tension. But don't you think... Yes, I do think... No, you don't. Say, Jan, even with the tax break, why do we keep all those jackanapes on staff? They're actually very wise. The more people we hire, the more Uncle Sam cuts from our corporate taxes. The Employment Incentive Credit. But surely we can hire people who'll get us closer to meeting the deadline. Mutt and Jeff aren't exactly close to finishing the prototype. And I still don't know what the hell you need the AI for. You never asked. I just did. Do you even care? Is that your answer? Care about what? The world. The future of America. I try not to pay attention to the headlines. It's just, you know, too depressing. Well, if you did, then you'd understand why I pay all those goofballs to stand around. They're not doing anything other than wisecracking and tossing around esoteric references. Didn't one of those guys used to write for MST3K or something? I never knew you were a fan. I'm not, but there's a lot you don't know about me. Let's talk about the bottom line. How do those guys out there contribute to Apotheosis's profitability? Um... They don't. Profitability isn't the only reason to run a company. That's business suicide. You're not getting it. Have you read a tale of two cities? Can't say that I have. Not a reader, couldn't care less, not studying the way that history repeats itself. And here you are pretending to be the cultured type, jet-setting off to Paris on a whim. I just need a little peace from all the racket here in America. That's all. Indeed. I can still get in and out of the country. All right. Tell me about a tale of two cities. It takes place partially in Paris. There's a wine shop owned by Monsieur Defarge. Who's that? A fictitious revolutionary in France. Is this what you might call a parable? Perhaps. Hmm. You think that just because I tweak your problematic algorithm from time to time that you're some kind of revolutionary? <laughs> That's the oldest trick in the libertarian playbook. Big business offering all the solutions. 
I'm not a libertarian. Hear me out. In the wine shop, the regulars all refer to themselves as Jacques. And you have all those guys out there referring to themselves by last names? Got it. Not traditional names. The last names of screwball comedy film directors. Are these fresh hires or is this fresh hell? If I have my movie history correct, Preston is a first name. I was running out of last names. I see. But what's the point of this? The point, Mr. Velt. Uh, call me Lane, dollface. The point, you four-flushing, gooey-eyed dewdropper, is this. Oh, touchy. We need to stop this. Stop what? This make America great again nonsense. The labor assignments, the camps, the unemployment, the violence, the suffering, the gun massacres, the racial division, the war on same-sex marriage, the ongoing policy of trying to solve problems in which we create conditions in which people die. You may have noticed that there are protesters outside the building. All through Midtown, actually. I think this city's gonna burn tonight. We'll be fine. Don't be so sure. You didn't see what I saw from the plane. But that's just New York, Lane. What about the mandatory registration of oddballs and malcontents? The war on sexual freedom? The war on diversity? Or anyone who isn't white and male and rich? The school shootings? We need to awaken the entire nation. The Trower Needham AI models represent our last chance to influence the American public. You're talking treason here, dollface. And there's also a little something called free will. But don't worry, I won't tell. Look, we tried all that back in 2018. We didn't win the midterms. Now we're stuck with Cheeto and Chief. And if the world's going to burn... We have to fight! Don't let your privileged luxury get in the way of what's at stake. I could revoke your private shuttle at any time. And I could be snapped up by any startup. I built this company on innovation. Yep. Stealing Chelsea's ideas, her framework for bonfire. How was I to know that the suits in the Brillstein building would go for her pitch? She didn't even brief me until ten minutes before the presentation. I had to improvise, and she was in my employ. Why didn't you let her develop the framework on her own? You know why. Chelsea is, well, she's not always the best at follow-up. You never even gave her the chance. We have expedited timetables. Well, Bonfire has certainly put OK Cupid out of business. Love is something that people are still willing to believe in, even during the darkest times. Then why all this product development behind closed doors? Lane, let me ask you something. Do you want to change the world? I'm doing all right. No, I mean it. Think bigger and beyond yourself for once in your life. Do you want to let this country... Your adopted country? My country! I'm a dual citizen, and I'm not going to let you interrupt me or call me dollface just because you're a man, and just because matters seem to be returning back to the default mode that has always worked out very well for you. Do you want to let this country rot? Do you want to let people here suffer? Well, cynicism has always been a comfortable suit of armor to wear in a five-alarm fire. This is an inferno, Lane, and you know it. I believed in you. I still do. Before you became a jet-setting developer at large who looked the other way, you were a ravening maverick who wanted to make things better. I had three investigators track you down before you were on the payroll. I accommodated you. I wooed you, which wasn't that hard. I remember when you were still hungry, when you still had that giddy look of mischief in your eyes. You've changed. You can dispense with my services at any time. I called you here from Paris because I don't want to give up on you. Oh, I'm touched. But do you really believe that bonfire was the way to make things better? Users seduced by the paradox of choice, n not being patient with the person they're sharing a bed with? 
always believing that there's a, a better option on the horizon. And then waking up alone, sometime in their late 30s, wondering if it's too late to start a family. That's what we, that's what you gave them. It was an accident. A profitable accident. Call me a cynic all you like, and I am. It's a useful coping strategy. But don't elude responsibility. You really think that people are going to wake up one day and start a national revolution because of some glitzy AI model? And what about the clamor from the protesters outside? As you said, they're hardly chopped liver. We have to help them. We're going to start the revolution with this new AI and get through to the people who are too afraid to fight or who can't see what's going on. Oh, they see it, Jan. But most of them are too exhausted. Maya Trower became a literary superstar because she always knew the right word to say, the right way to rephrase a very long compound noun into English. That's why she's our model, because if we can't be precise about our message... <laughs> and you think you know what's best for the people. Who died and made you queen? No one. But don't forget, the American Revolution was a minority movement. Yeah, and look how well that turned out. Name a nation that hasn't had a few bumps in the road after 200 years or so. France, which is why I like to stay there. You're conveniently overlooking the Manstein plan. <laughs> Frankly, it's the Ladysteins that interest me more than the Manstein's. Your wit has plummeted as much as your zest. Oh, it's a brutal age. What do you want from me? What I do know is that the ladies seem to dig American exiles in the 18th arrondissement. That's probably because they're just sniffing out your bank account, Casanova. We're straying from the point, Lane. Yes, you summoned me here. You could have just hired an out-of-work moral philosophy professor. A better fit than the UCB rejects who are parked outside, paid to say yes and all day. They're conversational specialists, not improvisers. It's a rich market. It all amounts to the same thing these days. Believe it or not, I always enjoy your company, dollface. But don't think I'm not on the clock right now. We'll pay you in Bitcoin per your request. Hey, it's your money. It's your currency. Bitcoin value dropped 42% yesterday. I'll take my chances. It's doing about as well as the euro and the dollar. Do you always think of your wallet first? In this day and age, there's little else. <laughs> All right, level with me, Jan. What do you want me to do? Matt and Jeff are nearly finished with the AI model. It's going to be as addictive as Candy Crush, and it will ignite a revolution. <laughs> We've given them facial recognition, self-driving cars, and we can accurately predict their next takeout order with a 96% probability rate. End users get the illusion of choice while we collect their data. But come on, Jan. We both know that AI is essentially stuck at the age of eight. Not anymore. Not this AI. You've been gone for months. You haven't seen what we've done in the interim. I've read enough white papers siphoned through the encrypted distribution list. Oh, but we're not sending everything to that list. And we're not going to use this for profit. There's one moral quandary I've been trying to square. What's that? We've collected the most data on Maya and Chelsea. Their profiles have the longest time span from which we can draw a composite. We know the beginning of their relationship, the development of their love, the growth of their marriage. It takes a lot of love to start a revolution, and theirs is the truest love we know. If you say so. But do they know this? They have some idea. Oh, how conveniently equivocal of you. I'm asking if they know, because if they don't, you're no different from the NSA. This is counter-programming. But what of their choice? If you're going to act on the greater good... They're no different from any other end user. We just have more data. Huh. So, in other words, they don't know that we've scraped up every bit of data. 
We're doing this to fight an authoritarian regime. Maya and Chelsea are guinea pigs for machine learning. Some honorable entrepreneur you are. This amounts to the same chicanery used by the loyalists to turn suburban dads in Peoria into neo-Nazis serving ribeye steaks and hate pamphlets at the Sunday company picnic. <clears throat> if you'll humor me, I want to show you something. If I knew we were going to play a game of show and tell, I would have brought my collection of Fabergé eggs. Quiet. Hmm. Oh, where No. Hmm. Could it be? Hmm. Now, where did I put it? Hmm. Oh. Well, I see you have a lot of time on your hands. Oh, very funny. This isn't an ordinary timepiece. Oh, of course. The guy who sold it to you probably told you that it came from the Habsburg Empire. This is actually the heart of an interdimensional beast. Yeah? And I'm a giant gorilla climbing the Empire State Building. Well, what does this have to do with the AI project? Matt and Jeff don't know anything about this. And I certainly don't want to compromise their development with unanticipated influences. But I'm telling you, Lane, so that you can understand that there are possibilities that justify what you have deemed unethical data collection. Give me one second. I'll give you all the time you're willing to pay me for. Let me see. Now, Mr. Kubelik, this is the first of five letters that we'll be sending out today. This one's to... Georgette Silverberg. Silverberg. What the hell? Look into the blue light. Dear Miss Silverberg. What is it? I am in receipt of your letter of April 22nd, 1952. It's a window into another universe. Do you see it? We can resolve our revenue sharing issue over a three martini lunch. That's Ideally before this room. Next week. Uh, but it's not. This office? No. Are you sure this isn't some simulation? Do you really want me to call Matt and Jeff in here? No, I don't. That woman... She said 1952. You heard correctly. From what I've been able to gather, that is another universe in which women proved to be the dominant business tycoons during the 20th century instead of men. Another universe. Your tech is good, I'll give you that. Oh, this isn't the model. This is merely the inspiration point. President of Global Accounts Eastern Division. The view cuts out after about a minute. <laughs> okay, let's say that I buy into the idea that you're not hawking some next-gen Oculus as your new tech model. Read that. What's this? That's a transcription of everything I've been able to grab from the other side. Oh, paper jam? I do think that we can resolve our revenue-sharing issue over a three-martini lunch. Uh, how do I know this isn't pre-programmed dialogue? Smart paper. A secure connection? Automatic transcription and an encrypted VPN protocol with a safeguard mechanism against logging that hasn't been released to the market yet. And what's to stop me from snatching this binder up and walking out of your office with it? The smart paper will erase the moment it leaves this room. No data leaves here without my authorization. So these are the mystery data sets that Mutt and Jeff have been working on? You're catching on quickly, Lane. And before you ask... Yes. The incubator room that Matt and Jeff work in is secure. My office and the incubator room are the only two places where the data is accessible. Well, what's so special about this other universe? I've only snagged bits and pieces. The window we have into other universes only opens up during a specific time period. The latest year we have is 2019. The earliest was 1914, roughly about a century. 
But this watch seems to trigger the portals to open up more frequently. This watch was the heart of an interdimensional beast that not only has the power to fly through universes, but breach the fabric of time and space itself. Mm-hmm. And where did you get this fancy little toy? Oh, I purchased it from a woman named Scarlett Adamo. How did she get it? Here's the part where you impugn my moral character. A secret staircase beneath your office. Do you have a servant named Alfred as well? Follow me, but don't take your phone. Why not? A small electromagnetic charge, one carefully confined to the room's dimensions, is released any time anybody enters my secret lair. Hmm, voluntary surrender. We have enough casual patterns in America as it is. Who needs another lair? It's much easier this way. You can leave your phone on my desk. So you've set up an anti-Faraday cage? You could call it that, or you could simply revel in the fact that there's still one place on Earth where you don't have to be digitally connected all the time. The walls are thick. They have to be, given the setup. Oh, building inspectors? They're overworked these days, but they'll never find this room. Still, if they do, there is a fire escape. We are up to code, believe it or not. Of course, you've thought of everything. Let there be light. There are two triggers when someone enters this room. The first activates the shields, protecting existing electricity. I thought you had some homebrew EMP cannon down here. Lane, let me finish. The second trigger releases a short EMP burst, disabling any and all devices. I don't want spies. A time circuit pumps fresh current from a generator located in an undisclosed location. Oh, and the lights? The electricity pouring into this room, including the kitchen, are protected by sliding Faraday shields, impervious to EMF and RFI. You know, I was wondering if I had hallucinated Julia Child when that steel door rolled up. A kitchen? Are you waiting for the bombs to drop? Well, there was a boom in the bombshells market after Korea, but we couldn't innovate fast enough. We licensed the existing tech we had on our hands, some bespoke offshoots ended up here. You've always used your resources. <laughs> How did I miss all this? This room? I kept it all quite secret. No, the bomb shelter R&D. Lane, you only see what you want to see. Even the finest minds on our planet possess a faint tinge of incuriosity. Uh, so this little Cold War homage you've constructed beneath your office accounts for the accelerated timeline on the AI prototype. This still doesn't explain why we're here, or what this has to do with the prototype. What was that? An answer to your question. Okay, this is, uh... All quite sinister. You're not going to pull a cask of Amontillado on me, are you? I leave such reenactments to the homicidal bricklayers. Do you know any? No. The real killers are in Washington. <laughs> Good. I'd hate to cry out for the love of God, Montresor, and violate my principles. Principles? I'm not a complete cynic. Didn't you hear my speech upstairs? Hey, I thought you didn't read. Audiobooks. Beats all the Make America Great propaganda playing on the flights. And in your office. Hello! 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 Say, 
Who's the funny-looking guy in the cage? He came with the watch. Indentured servitude? Did you buy the timepiece off I2P? Seriously, who is he? He'll tell you. I'm the receptionist. You see, he's quite the conversationist. I am. Well, he's not answering phones. Oh, but I don't need to. This is not how I receive travelers. However, if you don't mind, I was hoping you could spare some bread and butter. Say, Dollface, you may want to read up on the Geneva Conventions. Human rights-wise, this ain't exactly kosher. Apotheosis isn't a nation, and the receptionist isn't human. It's true. I'm not human. But I have many human qualities. For example, the ability to do jumping jacks and cook a nice lamb roast. But I don't wish to complain. While I don't require much food, my stomach does occasionally rumble. I do require the occasional nibble. Feeding time will be soon, receptionist. Oh, good. And it's the receptionist? Feeding time? Are you running a zoo? The zoo's outside. We're safe in here. Look, I'm no constitutional scholar, but isn't keeping an employee chained in a secret room a violation of the 13th Amendment? I mean, it's amazing that we still have that one on the books, despite the states ratifying the latest three. Receptionist, are you here against your will? Why, no, not at all. And whose idea was it for you to be chained up? Mine. It's really for the best. How long have you been here? Oh, I've been with Miss Wilson for about, uh, well, uh... About eleven years. Eleven years? Since the Obama days? The previous rooms were not as safe as this one. I put him up at the Western. He didn't like the Continental Breakfast. Yeah, who does? I made the acquaintance of Miss Wilson around February 2011, shortly after she purchased the heart. The heart? Financial transactions have never interested me, but we became fast friends. Well, nothing says friendship more than being chained up in a basement. The heart? Why, yes. So Janier had to buy a heart to replace the one that blackened her soul when the apotheosis coffers filled with vast riches not long after Bonfire launched its power user feature? Are you being treated well? I am indeed. Although, if you wouldn't mind the bread and butter. One minute, receptionist. Would you like your bread toasted, receptionist? That would be quite nice, thank you. You said he came with the watch? Yes. It's a heart, sir. An interdimensional beast, really? Chester's. Who's Chester? Oh, he's a giant winged creature who flies through the dimensions and occasionally rips his fierce claws into people. He's actually kind of a sweetheart. Well, Chester sounds like a laid-back guy. What with all those casual lacerations? Oh, Chester won't be coming back. The portals are closed. Chester won't be coming back for a long time. Unless... Then what was it that I saw upstairs? Oh, that's not a portal you can travel through. You see, Leigh, there are distinctions. A portal? Is that where you came from? Why, yes! I'm the receptionist. Keep asking away, Leigh. Don't think there's any questions I haven't already asked. Indeed, Miss Wilson. You have been very thorough. You have a healthy future ahead of you as a benign interrogator. Geneva Conventions. Three coatings of butter, okay? That would be most satisfactory. Here you are. Thank you. It's not like she made you baked Alaska. Oh, <laughs> oh my. I'm happy to give the receptionist oh. anything he asks for. 
<laughs> well, goodness gracious, color my stars with a giant box of Crayolas. This is delicious. You live on a diet of bread and butter? Yes, the combination of yeast and milk proteins is sufficient for my metabolism. I only require one freshly coated slice every four days. So that's how you keep your wiry physique. If only Arthur Agatston had lived long enough. Oh, I may look like you, sir, but I'm not you. I came here from the hatch. The hatch? Do you remember that crazy news story? <laughs> well, there's been so many. The Savoy, a few years before it closed. Eleven years ago, three people dead. Grainy video of a winged creature. Wasn't there a true crime podcast about it? Why, yes, that was Chester. Who the hell is Chester? I've already told you. No, the timepiece. Wait a minute. If you came downstairs with the watch in your hands, how did it survive the EMP blast? It's a heart, and not a usual one. Now be careful with that. If it's ticking... It's no ordinary watch, and no ordinary heart. In order for Chester to fly from one universe to another, he needs the power to visualize the other universe. He must believe wholeheartedly in traveling through the portal with all his heart. And if Chester's heart is now ticking... Interdimensional travel, eh? How's that for next-gen tech? Miss Wilson, you really must be careful with that! Oh, wow, I see that Chester's a romantic when he's not digging his claws into someone. What door? The door you saw upstairs. Yes! The one you can see, but you can't step through. Why can't we travel through it? It's the boss who sets the rules, and if he decides you can make the journey, then well... Who's the boss? You're acquainted with the works of Tony... You must pardon my friend, Mr. Felt. He's new to understanding your ways. Miss Wilson, I may require my electromatter scanner if the heart is ticking so vociferously. All in good time. What works are you talking about? Believe me, you don't want to know. For some reason, the receptionist comes preloaded with a working knowledge of mainstream culture before he enters a new universe. But you better not mention Tony Danza. He'll go on and on about him for hours. Oh, are you two talking about Tony Danza? <sighs> oh, no. I love Tony Danza. He was born in Brooklyn on April 21st, 1951. A Taurus! According to the Zodiac, that means he's smart, ambitious, and trustworthy. He was a professional boxer until he got his big break on taxi. Mr. Danza fought in such cities as White Plains, Phoenix, Nanuet, and, of course, Brooklyn, New York. Yes? Who sent you here? The boss did. I'm afraid you're not going to get much more than that, Lane. Why can't we step through the door? It's entirely up to the boss. That door is not for you. Uh, But the door may open. Uh, Miss Wilson, it's vitally important that I use my electromatter scanner. But you said that... Yes, I know what I said. But are there certain historical events now transpiring in this timeline? Maybe. Did you step through the door? Why, yes. From where? The hatch. How did you two lovebirds meet again? We're not involved. I'm not allowed to mate with the inhabitants of any universe, but I really must. You see, he's harmless. Miss Wilson and I became acquainted after the fortune-telling. I am happy to tell you more, but the heart... The fortune-telling? It wasn't the same, Scarlet. What? You know, I've never been to the other place. I must have my electromatter scanner. Now! Don't you mean electromagnetic scanner? He means electromatter. Here, let me get it. 
What's an an electro an electromatter scanner? The electromatter scanner is impervious to EMF pulses, just like the heart and the portals. I know that you humans don't like to hear this, but I'm afraid that there are forces that are much bigger than you. Oh, well, thanks for rubbing it in. What the hell is electromatter? Oh, yes. You haven't discovered it yet. Electromatter is a special kind of tachyon particle. Temporal residue from the portals. Oh, but it's not just temporal. Electromatter particles contain semiotic fields that allow us to see teeny tiny traces of time and space, readjusting into other universes. And I'm afraid that those teeny tiny traces are causing the heart to now reverberate. Miss Wilson! Yeah. You've had these episodes before. But the heart never palpitated like this. What's it saying now? I only just turned it on. You really must learn patience, Mr. Belt. Lane Belt? Uh, portals? The doors. Oh, dear. What's wrong? It is just as I feared. A new portal will be opening sometime in the next ten minutes. Here? Yes. Some preliminary electromatter is forming. I thought you said the electromatter forms after a portal's open. Why, yes. But there's also pre-electromatter. Think of these as small contractions before going into labor. Yeah, does that mean our universe is going to give birth? <sighs> or that Chester's going to be making a cameo appearance. Why, yes! I'm afraid a new Chester will need to reclaim the old Chester's heart. But you said we were safe! I did tell you, Miss Wilson, that Chester's heart would not be in this universe permanently. What was that? The world rearing its ugly head. This timeline is becoming too dangerous. The right's outside. Yes, it seems you humans are attracting some attention with your behavior. Hey, all I ever wanted was a swanky apartment in Paris and a few ladies who could help me perfect my Baronet's sauce. Nobody's blaming you, dollface. Oh, touche. That rumble. Not the portal. Uh, are they going to make it here? This chamber is impregnable. Not for Chester. He's going to want to recollect his brother's heart. Uh, how many Chesters are there? Many. And multiple receptionists. And multiple Chelsea Needhams. Yes, that's the problem. The Chelseas have fused, you see. It was necessary for the old Chelsea to fuse with the quantum ghost of the new Chelsea who is in this universe. You see, when one travels, one does change. It's the way the multiverse protects itself. We can't have the same people running into each other. What does any of this have to do with the AI prototype? Chelsea Needham is both the cause and the solution for the trouble we're now in. By we, do you mean? The very world we need to change. Yes, she is not of this universe. (gasps) Can we turn on the television? Uh, Just a minute. Regular Chauncey Gardner. I presume the television is protected as well? Yes. We're getting new images of the violent protests in Midtown New York. Amelia, what's going on out there? Damn, we're just tyrant! We won't be your wage slaves anymore! Uh, police have declared martial law and advise all residents of New York to stay indoors. You can see from the gunfire. Uh, Amelia, are you okay? Get him! Surviving! But they just took out our sound guy. Jesus. Uh, protesters 
expanding against the unemployment crisis are now entering into buildings and dragging out corporate executives into the streets. It's getting pretty ugly. Out of my way, propagandist! Hey, man, I'm media. Part of the problem. Down with the tyrant! He's gonna Amelia? Amelia? Are you there? Dude, that's cold. You didn't have to eyes, sir. Didn't have to spread lies while taking our jobs. Listen to me, corporate America. You've pushed us too far. We won't go to your labor camps. We won't be your slaves anymore. And we'll assassinate any greedy motherfucker in the three-piece suit hoarding our last dime. We'll kill all the pigs who serve as your smiling henchmen. Come at us, you assholes. You won't stop us. We'll eliminate... I, I thought you said this place was impregnable. It is. Hang on. I can siphon some power through the electromatter scanner. Great. So they're coming after us next. They won't shoot us. We're the good guys. No, we're not. We're corporate America. They can't all be violent. I, I thought you were a student of history. That should give us illumination, but I'm afraid your primitive EMF protection system has been wiped out. Primitive? By who? Oh, it's probably those scrappy activists currently destroying your city. What? You really should have listened to them, you know. You can't dehumanize people. See, Dollface, it looks like you're getting the revolution you always wanted. But it's all happening so fast. I suspect Chester will sort this all out in about five minutes when the portal opens. Five minutes? You mean we have that beast to contend with? All he wants is his heart. Well, he sounds as innocent as Jack Haley. But I can't guarantee that there won't be some collateral damage. I have to get upstairs. No, you mustn't. If Chester is going to fly through one of these portals, I'd rather take my chances with these maniacs outside who presumably have entered the building. Do you really think you can reason with them? Four minutes. Lane, help me with this. Are you going to pay me? Do you want to die? No. So you built an analog back. Old school tech from Bank Vaults, an emergency reel. Although it hasn't been used in a while. This will take about a minute. One minute with 12 seconds by my estimation. That will give us three minutes and 48 seconds until the portal opens. Shut up, receptionist. He's only trying to help. Do you ever play Jumble? No. Okay, how about anagrams? Uh, what would the name Jance Wilson be if you were to rearrange the letters? Well, I can tell you that Lane Velt works out to, um, Ted Venal. <laughs> Venal. Venal. That's rich. You are kind of a greedy bastard. <laughs> uh, let me try. Jan Swilson. Jan Swilson. <laughs> Jill Swanson. If I'm motivated by bribery, then you're a TV dinner. Should we use those names if we ever make a new life? I mean, we may have to if it's as crazy up there as it seems to be down here. We've got it. Very good. You beat my estimate. I really should stop underestimating you. <laughs> I'll take that as a gold star on my report card. Come on, let's go. Okay, okay. I got one question. Receptionist, why are you here? Because I wanted to be. I think he means, why are you here in this universe? I was sent here. By the boss? We receptionists need to make sure that all universes are safe. We are attached to those who travel. 
Unfortunately, I cannot stop the impulse for curiosity and adventure, but we can offer guidance. Above all, the boss believes in free will. Things do turn out right in the end. Consider the receptionist a kind of unemployed Sherpa. Free will? Then why does the boss send out Chester? There are certain extreme situations in which Chester is required, but we really must not talk. The Electromatter Scanner says we have two minutes left. How can you help us? I know how to get people back to where they belong. Although I don't control when the portals open. I must say, Mr. Veld, you really... Tell me. Vino. Okay, Mr. Vino. This universe has become quite a noisy ruckus indeed. It's teetering near the end of things. Near the end of things? You have, um... Maybe nine months left before your leader destroys the planet? Nine months? That's not what you said yesterday. What was it that the uh, great sage Ferris Bueller once said? Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. We need to get going. What happened to your traveler? He's deceased. Oh dear. What's that? Security breach. Are they going to get in here? Less than two minutes until the portal opens. You must release me! But you told me... Yes, not to do it. I know. It's vital that I do not interfere with events in your universe. I fear that I've already misstepped too much already. But circumstances have changed, and I can distract Chester while you get away. Wait, does that mean... Yes, certain death. Don't worry, I'm prepared for it. Are you sure? Why, yes. There's a good chance I can persuade Chester back into the portal. The portal! Don't look into it! Come on! Let's go upstairs! I must stay here! You can't! My services here are no longer required! You must leave the heart here for your own protection! Oh shit! Chester will be coming any second! Go now! Do as I say! I want you to leave! Really, I do! Thank you! Have you barricaded the door? I'm an engineer, what do you think? I have thoughts. So do I. And me? Okay, let's save that all for later. Miss Wilson? Hi. What's going on? We'll explain later. This desk. We're trying. Hey, you too, I'm not chopping the Maybe if it's me, man. This was not part of the plan. All equal now. We don't. Are we going to die here, Sturgis? I certainly hope not. What's going on here? What's happened? We have end. Who? The protesters, dollface. Come out, come out, wherever you are. They're in the main area. We made our way here. We didn't mean to intrude. Your office was the safest place. It's okay, I understand. Safest place? That desk isn't going to hold. So this is it. We're going to die. Have a little faith, Mutt. He's Jeff, not Mutt. Thank you, Mutt. Sorry. I was a little distracted. Come on, folks. I think we've got it. What's that? 
What's what? Oh, you don't want to know. But we'll tell you if you ask. No thanks. A surprise is like a wedding crasher who doesn't have the social engineering chops to pull off a convincing relationship to the bride. I don't wish to harm you, but this territory must be reclaimed by the people. Fuck the door. They're getting through. What the hell is going on down there? We did seal the door. What door? The one we barricaded. The reception. I know. Who's the receptionist? You left him to die? He said it was the only way. Who's dying? What's that sound? None of your business. Uh, someone's always dying somewhere. Ask him to come with us. It was his choice. Jen, what seal? Fellas, uh, we have ourselves a little problem. You think we don't see that? A chicken and egg problem. <sighs> In a manner of speaking? We have two problems. They're chipping away at the door. What's the other problem? I think she's talking about the strange sound down below. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Perhaps we should tackle these problems one by one. Spoken like a true engineer. Don't wish to harm you. What in the ever-loving? Quiet! You've had your time, now it's our turn to take the stage. Oh, the good cop, bad cop, soft shoe act. How many people have you killed? Oh, we're non-violent. Don't believe everything you hear from the corporate media. Oh, the stage? You're actors? I thought we were actors. I used to be an actor. Oh, did you know Jack Pendleton? I think it was a metaphor, Macava. Ooh, do you think we can recruit these people for the cause? <laughs> I doubt it. What was that? Oh, uh, nothing. I think it may be something. Well, well, well. Corporate lackeys shivering in the comforts of their air-conditioned office. Are we lackeys, Sturgis? Huh. Doesn't lackey come from the old provincial verb for lick? I haven't licked anyone. Have you, Lakava? Why, no. I'm a big believer in consent. Consensual licking? See what you've been missing? Quiet! And what's that racket? Yeah, what's that noise? And who are you? All these exciting questions. And we may even get a few answers. It's Jenna to you. Come now, Jenna. There's no need to be snide. I am a little worried about that thumping. It will hold. Yeah, I hope you're right. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. Oh, right. Good thinking, Rockford. My name is Brianna Harris, and this is the end of the line for you, Jan Swilson. Uh, this is Jan Swilson, right, Rockford? It is indeed, Brianna. What are you keeping down there? It's going to be fine. And yes, I am Jan Swilson. I'm not the enemy. I'll be the judge of that. What do you want to do with her? I'm still figuring that out. Frankly, I didn't expect us to make it this far. Are you sure it's going to hold? You know, maybe we should get out of here. Why? Careful. They have guns. You aren't going to kill us, are you? Don't mind him. He's confidently asexual. Maybe we should get out of here. You said this was going to be a non-violent revolution. We don't want to hurt anyone. Hmm. But the destruction of random property is okay with you non-violent gun-toting folks. Hey, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Maybe we should get out of here. Nobody's going anywhere. Great. Great. Well, since we're here... Uh... Can you really compare a revolution to an omelet? 
I mean, I've always wondered. I can't say that the question has occurred to me. Doesn't Proudhon have this idea about mutualist philosophy? Proudhon? Don't worry, LaCava. You're still living out your salad days. Aren't we all? What is that? Maybe the pipes. It's not the pipes. You're going to have to come up with a better answer. We want to know, too. We're going to die, aren't we? Mr. Velt does have a point, Preston. So does Mr. Hawks. He does. But to address the omelet metaphor... Well, technically, a broken government can be compared to an eggshell knocked against the edge of a bowl. That's a perfectly viable metaphor. But a revolution usually originates outside the purview of government. Unless you mix the whites with the yolks. The whites of their eyes? The eyes have it? The French. They invented the omelette. They were big on revolutions, too. All this talking. I still have no fucking idea what that dump is. You don't want to know. I believe it was Napoleon who made the first omelette. Look, I'm something of a Francophile. I actually came here from Paris. You're talking about Bessier, yes? What the hell is that? Look, I'm happy to discuss the history of breakfast with you all at any other time but now. But there's a... there's a... What exactly is Chester? Chester. He doesn't sound very promising. He doesn't sound very human. Please, let me explain. I'll be in the incubator room if anyone needs me. Nobody's going anywhere. I can explain. Settle down, Jenna. You know, maybe we should listen to their side of the story. How can we trust them? These corporate oppressors! Well, they have very interesting thoughts about breakfast. That's for something. Yes, we do have to give them that. But we're the ones with the guns. So, aren't you the ones doing the oppressing now? Indeed. Guys, we can talk about all this later. Right now, we have to get a move on. We can't go outside. It's a nightmare out there. in there? Please, the steel door beneath my office will hold up to a point. It has enough tensile strength to withstand a one kiloton explosion, but we really need to beat our feet soon. Do you mean get the fuck out of here? Well, however you wish to express it, uh, I think the overarching sentiment here is that yes, we do need to leave the vicinity. Yes. 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 And what are you hiding down there? More data you've collected from us? Data in the form of a rambunctious pet? Now is not the time. We're really trying to help you. Yes. 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 What the hell is going on down there? Can you fill us in, Jan? I never should have left Paris. Tensile strength or not, it's not going to hold. Brianna, this doesn't sound good. Maybe we should give them the benefit of the doubt and make a retreat. No. Okay. Humorous. Why are you here? Yes, do tell. Why am I here? Because Bonfire is part of the problem, not the solution. Do you know what Bonfire did to me? It shared my data with people who weren't meant to see it. Flirty texts, saucy suggestions, every message I sent to every guy and every gal I ever dated. That's what I get for signing on to a dating app. Bonfire sent all this to my employer. An artisanal mustard shop. Okay, so, an artisanal mustard shop? It's really good mustard. A bit pricey, though. There's a dent now. Guys, we really need to get the fuck out of here. Or skedaddle. That's an appropriate term of art. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. No! Or what? You'll shoot us. Yes. 
No, you said we wouldn't do that. You're part of the problem. Guys. We liberated the mustard. It's the people's mustard now. Guys. Maybe we can win these people over. Mustard? Guys. Oh, can I try some? You're thinking of food at a time like this? Guys, 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 guys! Why do revolutionaries need high-end mustard? You need a lot of very good sandwiches to change the world. Breakfast, lunch, are we going to discuss dinner options next? Maybe we should skedaddle. Let Brianna finish her story. Okay, but you better make it quick. I lost my job. The minute that my boss saw my dating profile, he fired me. I'm sure there were other reasons. I couldn't get a new one. They ordered me to report to the labor camps. But I knew what went on there, so I made a few friends. I'm Rockford. Oh, hi. I'm LaCava. Say, you're pretty nice. Thank you. So are you. And we got to talking, and we realized that we needed to resort to drastic measures. Holy shit! So did I. We can't get out. Just used up the door cover. Well, Lynn, despite all our differences, I really enjoyed working with you. So did I, Dollface. It's beautiful. Duck! Under the desk! Tesla's going to follow us and follow us! I, I thought he came here just to retrieve his brother's heart. Maybe we could escape in that portal? We don't know where it goes. Tesla's the timepiece between his teeth. Why doesn't he just leave? I'm out of here. No! Do you want to be ripped to bits here? Not especially. Look out! Chester's covering the door! Why is he sticking around? Why does he want us? Perhaps because we know more about the portals than anyone else? This desk isn't going to hold! Alright, Delface. We made a pact, right? What? I'm Ted Fiedel, and you're... Jill Swanson! Right. Let's take a step through and see where it goes. Lane! Ayanara, I try to be quick on my feet. See you on the other side, Dollface. Lane, look out! Lane! 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 What the hell? Hey, well, like, and I think we're going to close on the deal with Harry Cohn today, so it's important for us to... Pardon me, Mr. Kubelik. I'm sorry, who are you? What? You can hear me. Why, yes. I've been watching you for some time. You have? <laughs> I must say, it's given me tons of ideas for the creatives we manage here in 1949. Come closer, Miss... Swanson. Jill Swanson. That's your real name? I thought it was Jan Swilson. I have a new name. Wait, do you have... I'm not exactly heartless. And neither are you. 
But many are in our industry. That's why they don't get ahead. And what industry is that? Oh, we like to profit on people's dreams. And I think deep down, you do too. I'm not that sort of entrepreneur. We were trying to save the soul of our country. <laughs> really? Through bonfire? <laughs> I am still getting used to this idea that there's some world out there in which people carry their phones in their pockets. But bonfire... Where did you get that idea from? None of your business. It was Chelsea Needham, wasn't it? You know her? As I said, I've been watching. And I know who can travel between the windows. In fact, Chelsea belongs where I am, many years later. But then so do you. What? What year is it over there? 2023. And how is it over there? Not very good. America's about to die. A reliable authority told me that the Earth has about nine months left. Why don't you step through? Step through? But I can't. I have a responsibility here. Besides, it's a window. The receptionist said... Oh, don't mind him. You know about the receptionist. He's part of the... old guard. The old guard. The receptionist has outdated information about the windows. But don't worry. If you make a direct journey, there'll be one of him waiting for you here. You see, some of us can travel through sheer force of will. I can't, but you can. You mean... As I said, I've been watching you, Miss Wilson. I think you have a knack for finding raw talent. You worked with a man named... Lane Velt? Ted, come on in. Hi, what can I do for you today? Lane! It's me, Jan! Jan? I don't know any Jan, but if that's your name, I'm your man! You'll be happier with a Hoover! Tired of dust cluttering up the living room? Hoover's the best! 40 years of manufacturing history, two types, four different models to choose from. You turned him into a salesman. You're lucky he made it through the gray area. The gray area? <gasps> the realm between portals. Not many make the journey, you know. We've got an exclusive Bottle 28 for just $74.95. Comes with cleaning tools. Don't mind him. His mind is Swiss cheese. But he's still the same old Lane Velt. In his own way. The name's Ted Venal. You called me Dollface. Dollface? Why, I don't think so. Step through the window, Miss Swanson. And why should I? Because I can show you the ropes. I'm the CEO of Apotheosis. But for how long? Your world is crumbling. Here, you can make a fresh start. Think of how seldom you buy a cleaner and think about how often you use it. And become like him. You've been hungering for a revolution. Step through, and we'll make it happen. We don't have much time. What is your choice, Miss Swanson? The name's Swanson. The new Hoover Portable is different from all other cleaners. You carry it like a suitcase, with self-winding flicks and everything you need inside. Ready to clean efficiently, powerfully. The Hoover Portable packs more power than any other suction cleaner. Lets you clean the whole house single-handed. Then just packs away as neat and tidy as a suitcase. That's the new Hoover Portable. To be continued, two weeks time. You've been listening to Canny Valley, Chapter 5 of Paths Not Taken, Episode 10.5 of The Gray Area. 
It was written, produced, and directed by Edward Champion. Ingeborg Riedmeier appeared as Jan Swilson. Adriana LaRocca appeared as Velt. Samantha Cooper appeared as Brianna. Debbie DiMattia appeared as Jenna. Rachel Baird appeared as Rockford. Rachel Matusiewicz appeared as the executive. David McCall appeared as Mutt. Matthew Rini appeared as Jeff. Richard Rose appeared as Preston. Len Nash appeared as Sturges. Lavelle Pierre appeared as Lacava. David Perez Rabada appeared as Hawks. Carol Jacobanis appeared as the news anchor. Monica Ammerman appeared as Amelia. Nicholas Bozell appeared as protester number one. Kaz Benjamin appeared as protester number two. Peter Andrews appeared as the preacher. And Zach Glassman appeared as the receptionist. Creature voices by Samantha Cooper and Rachel Baird. The Paths Not Taken songs were written and performed by Edward Champion. Incidental music licensed through Neo Sounds and Music Fox. Sound design, editing, engineering, and mastering by a bald man in Brooklyn who has a ridiculously enormous crush on Darcy Carden because she has magnificent smarts and great talent. Oh, I love her. If you like what you have heard and you don't want to wait two weeks from now for a new episode, well, consider supporting our program by going to grayareapod.podbean.com and buying a Season 2 pass. For only $20, you will have access to all the episodes as we put them out, as well as copies of all the scripts, and our premium behind-the-scenes podcast, Inside the Gray Area. You'll get about a 1,000 pages of scripts and maybe about 400 or 500 minutes of extra bonus material. Think of the Season 2 Pass as a DVD commentary and a way to support our hard-working cast and crew. We spent more than two years producing the second season, and all the actors were paid. We have a four-season plan in place for the Gray Area, and we do want to keep this show going and tell you a wonderful story. So, buy a Season 2 Pass! and you will be supporting independent audio drama and helping to keep our show alive. Again, that's grayareapod.podbean.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes and let our listeners know all the silliness and awesomeness that we are cooking up here. Go ahead, leave a review. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for the handle grayareapod, G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A-P-O-D. Special thanks to Sasha Arnold, Kaz Benjamin, Christopher Bird, Emily Carding, Rebecca Carter, Christian Caminiti, Ron Charles, Kate Christensen, Morgan Corcoran, Adrian Davich, Samuel Delaney, Claudia Berenice Garza, Pam Getchell, Stephen Gillis, Jen Halpert, Daniel Handler, Gabby Jimenez, Argeria Cahayas, Eric Kraft, Pete Lutz, Casey Meyer, Russ Marshallick, Sheila McClear, Tanya Malayevich, Ayo Anatati, Tom Parsons, Amy Pavey, Mark Elliott Stein, Katie Stricker, Scarlett Thomas, George Thompson, Tim Torre, James Wagner, Jack Ward, Dan Wicked, and anybody else I may have missed for their invaluable help, kindness, and feedback. We'll be back in two weeks' time with the next thrilling chapter of Paths Not Taken. Now, this one is called Too Hard to Not. And if you have been paying close attention to the story, you are probably wondering, well, what the hell happened to the two Chelsea's at the end of Part 4? You may also be wondering what happened in Universe A after Chelsea went into Universe B. Well, we're going to answer that. The next episode will address all of these vital questions. And you can listen to it right now if you like, if you purchase a Season 2 Pass by going to grayareapod.podbean.com. But no worries. Do what you need to do. It's a tough time. We're all surviving. We will have a short preview of this new episode after the closing credits. Until next time, wherever you are in the universe, be good to yourself and kind to others. Thank you so much for listening. Next time on The Gray Area. We're going to need some serious intervention. Say trap.
traveled through? Don't you remember? You called her. What? Tonight. On the phone. She didn't want to have anything to do with oh, you. Oh, goody goody gumdrops and sweet icing on a chocolate cake. We made I it! I don't want to remember. But I have to remember. Portal? A door? When is a door not a door? Uh... When it's a jar! Portal, portal. Buddy? Chelsea here isn't going anywhere without me. We have lives to live. Chelsea! Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.